passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. You're listening to Orange and Blue Blood, hosted by EJ Stewart and Tommy Beer. Let's get to it, New York. Uh, but they now uh, head over to uh, Florida to see if they can get themselves right. So as MSG prepares to host the East Regional for the men's NCAA tournament, Knicks are in Florida for a two-game road trip. They'll start things off with a big game against the Miami Heat on Wednesday night. The Heat rallied in the fourth quarter to beat Detroit on Sunday the Knicks won the last two meetings between the Miami Heat, uh, which were very important. Randall hit a dramatic game winner in Miami to beat the Heat on March 3rd, 122-120. Miami's three games behind the Knicks in the standings. They are currently in that dreaded seventh spot. That is the first spot in the playing tournament. Knicks will then travel to Orlando to face the Orlando, uh, Orlando Magic on Thursday night. Um, the Knicks also won their first two meetings with the Magic this season. Knicks won a tough road game on February 2nd, 102-98. So starting with this Heat game, Tommy, how did the Knicks bounce back against a, a Miami Heat team that you know will will be desperate to try to get this one? Yeah, first and foremost, let's note the importance. Again, Knicks haven't clinched anything yet this season. Um, yeah. Yes, they're in a comfortable position. They're two games ahead of the Nets, um, who uh, uh, are the sixth seed. Knicks as the five seed. Um, Nets are playing uh, the Cavs Tuesday and Thursday. Um, difficult matchup, obviously. Um, Cavs will be favored both of those games. Cavs um, can can do the Knicks a favor. Um, it's kind of like, as I mentioned previously, it was kind of a win-win. Um, but I think at this stage of the game, I don't be interested. To, uh, let me ask you, um, yeah. who are you rooting for in that game, Cleveland and Brooklyn? I think at this point, you gotta you gotta try to stay in five. So I see. think you gotta just say because the thing about Cleveland is one, you have a game with Cleveland, so you can kind of yeah. you can, you can win a game in game one. But you you can't drop the six. Not that I'm like I said, I'm not as afraid of Boston or Philly as maybe most Knicks fans are, but I'm not right. wishing to see those teams. I'd prefer to play Cleveland out of all those four top teams. Agreed. So you gotta get that five spot at least. So you gotta see Cleveland try to win these games. 
it, the only thing I'd say for the six seed, and I thought about this kind of randomly the other day, um, if you want to get crazy and you want to get funky and you want to think, all right, if they win that first round, right. you know, then maybe they can in the second round, um, you know, avoid the Bucks because I think the Bucks, I think we'd all agree, have kind of established themselves as the as the team. Um, so if you play, mm-hmm. if you stay in that four or five slot and you beat the Cavs in the first round, incredible accomplishment. Um, playing the Bucks um, yeah. is 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 not not fun. Um, but that means. <laughs> To- totally agree with you. Um, uh, the that that prioritizing the five seed is is probably um, the idea right now. So I think Nick fans should probably root for the Cavs there. Um, but again, from just from the Knicks perspective, again, nothing's clinched. Not yeah. and not even the six seed. So yeah. um, you know they they are um, you know they, they enter tonight three games ahead of the Heat and they won the first two games against Miami. Um, so if they win tonight, they clinch the tiebreaker. They'll be up four games on Miami with eight games left on the schedule. I don't want to say that's an insurmountable thing, lead. Anything can happen. Um, but that's a very comfortable large cushion to work with. Um, yeah. It also, I think, uh, importantly, um, it would enable the coaching staff to kind of limit Brunson's minutes coming down the stretch. Um, maybe yeah. limit Randall, give him a few extra minutes of, of rest tonight, give Obi a top in a couple more minutes. Um, you know, maybe get McBride, you know, some get him some rest for in, in favor of Brunson um, the final five or six games of the season. If you lose this, um, that is only two games. You know, then the, uh, the the lead over Miami is down to two games. Then the Knicks play the Heat again next Wednesday. Um, yeah. You know, then then you start anything can happen. Then you start worrying. Yeah. Then, you, then then you then you, then there's reason for to, Knicks fans to be a little nervous. So um, the Knicks haven't played an important, really really important game. You know, it seems like they've kind of been you know playing with house money for a while. Um, you know, games against the Nuggets, etc. This is an important contest yeah. coming off that loss against Minnesota, going down to Miami. Um, the Heat have been struggling, but we know what Jimmy Butler can do in, a, in a, an important game. As you yeah. mentioned, same way the Timberwolves were, were in desperation mode, same thing for the Heat. Uh, they know that yeah. the Nets are playing the Cavs at the same time. Um, you know, and, and not only catching the 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 the, the um the Knicks are is the goal, obviously, but they're only a game ahead of uh, ahead of uh, game behind Brooklyn. So if they can win yeah. this game and the Nets lose, then they're tied for that six seed. So uh, a lot of lot on the line, a lot at stake. Um, will be very interesting to see how both teams uh, approach this contest. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, and you mentioned the desperation level for the Heat and how the T-Wolves had that same desperation. After the game, uh, I watched Torian Prince in the post game for Valley Sports, uh, their T-Wolves channel, I guess it was South North or whatever it is. But um, he said essentially that this is a desperate game. We lost two in a row. We're in a crazy playoff race. And our goal was to just go out there and play as hard as possible and do things that the other team is not willing to do. And we and we found out this morning. Um, I'm sure the team knew, but we, the collective, we found out this morning that um, I think it was Shams that reported that Carl Anthony Towns and Anthony Edwards are. I don't know, probable. I'm not sure the wording he used, but it sounds like they both have a chance to return Wednesday. So I'm sure the yeah. Wolves are thinking, listen, let's just go all out Monday, get this win, and then we get the reinforcements coming Wednesday night. Yeah, like these teams that are fighting for their lives, that like they know that at this point in the season, there are some teams that are just not going to be able to go to the lengths that they're willing to go to get a win. And the T-Wolves and Torian Prince essentially saying that he felt like the Knicks, um, 
that they just outworked them and they were just going to play out harder than them. And that's what they did. It was very clear in this game. So this is the mindset that these teams have that are in the playing tournament. So any team that you're playing in the playing tournament right now, that's in that situation, like you need to be playing a hundred percent focused and, and really on your game because these teams are playing with a serious sense of desperation, especially these teams that are like veteran teams that aren't tanking. You know, some of these teams like the Oklahoma state thunder, like I know they want to make the plan, but like if they don't miss it and they get in the lot of rounds, they'll be, you know, panicked. I don't think the jazz will be panicked. The Jazz, it's, I don't know if you've seen the Jazz. They, they were, Chris Dunn was playing yesterday, and they won against the Kings. So some of these teams, I think, are kind of trying to get themselves out of the play-in, but the Heat is not one of those teams. The T-Bulls not one of those teams. So when you face these teams, like you have to um, play. You have to be on your P's and Q's. So the Knicks, they're going to have to come, fo- come out focused. And what I would expect, which is going to be interesting, is the last time these two teams played, Miami blitz Brunson on screens which I thought was uh, what you'll see in the playoffs. But then Randall went crazy. So what I wonder is how do they adjust their team this time around? Uh, they, they play a lot of zones, so I expect they'll play a lot of zone again against the Knicks. But um, Randall went crazy against them. Randall's coming out with a 57 uh, a burger. Like, I wonder how the Heat changed their defensive strategy. Do they decide to run even more doubles at Randall? Do they maybe let Brunson play a little more one-on-one? How does that work? Do they just play almost exclusively zone? Which I've seen a couple teams do against the Knicks this season. Uh, what do you think about the adjustments that he may make coming into this game? Considering they played two very interesting games against the Knicks. They were different games. If he went off, Brunson didn't play. Second game, Brunson played. They tried to take him away, and Brandon went for 44. Yeah, and, you know, Randall obviously hit the game winner um, in Miami uh, that Friday night, the last time they played, and he's coming off a career-high 57. Um, It'll be interesting. I I wonder if they'll, you know, we've seen Bam, you know, cover him on on occasion. Yeah. Um, It'll be interesting to see if they run doubles at him and and take the ball out of his hands. I would think they'd be hesitant to do that um, because then you allow Brunson to carve you up um, uh, on the interior and the paint, um, either getting his own shot or or, or assisting assisting others. Um, Brunson 10 assists last night. So, so, um, yeah, I, I think that'll be a, an important factor on the Knicks end. Um, you know, I think controlling Jimmy Butler is the key, um, you know, because we saw him, you know, do damage, get to the free throw line 18 times. And we talked about Grimes. Yeah. Um, this is an opportunity for him to step up. Um, he's one of those guys when in the playoffs. You're going to, you know, you're going to have to stop that. That other team's best score, typically a perimeter wing player. Um, so it'll be interesting to see, um, you know, what, what kind of effort Grimes can do to kind of hold that team in check. Um, and, and Lowry, you know, we know that, you know, he's been up and down dealing with that knee injury. Gabe Vincent's been starting a lot of games for him. Um, yeah. but, and, then, and then, of course, Tyler Hero. Um, you know, we've, yeah, he's he, was, had, he was huge against Detroit. He had, I think, 10 points in the last three minutes of that game. To, to you know, that game was a lot closer than the final score was, but he had, yeah, yeah, big fourth quarter. And even against the Knicks, the Randall buzzer beater game, uh, he played well in the fourth quarter. So he's a guy that obviously th- those are the two guys you have to focus on. Um, and then you got the all around immense talent of Bam Adebayo, who in the first game the Knicks played against Miami had one of his better games this season. So, um, you know, this, this is a, a talented team, well coached team. You know, they'll be prepared and desperate. So, Nick's gonna have to come out fighting. Yeah, the, the the Heat haven't gotten the results they would expect given how great Jimmy Butler has played in the month of March. But these are his numbers in the month of March. Month month of March, he's averaging twenty six points, shooting fifty eight percent from the field, forty percent from three. He's also averaging five assists and almost seven rebounds. Um, he is playing at uh, a at the high end of Jimmy Butler's potential. Like this is final Jimmy Butler that, that the Heat have had essentially for the last. 
a month or so, and he's only playing 33 minutes a night. And these numbers, these minutes have been increasing steadily over the course of this stretch. So uh, you come into this game, Bam Adebayo has been the guy that's really killed the Knicks in these games against the Heat this year. Uh, Jimmy Butler, I think, is a guy who may wake up uh, and have a big one here. So um, they're playing at home. They desperately need that game against the Pistons, and they got it. This is going to be a good one. I think that just like that, we knew that Friday night game was going to be a good game. I think that this uh, game coming up on Wednesday, I think it's going to be a similar final possession kind of game between these two teams. And and it'll be interesting to see, you, you mentioned Bam, who, what center for the Knicks is on the floor in that final five minutes. Because sure. like, he's, he's gone with Hardenstein lately. Um, and Mitch just doesn't seem, you know, the, the comments, you know, he's played decently, um, but he seems a little bit out of a groove. Obviously the three bad games prior to the social yeah. media post hasn't played well in the, he hasn't played great in the two games since, um, Hardenstein has, you know, continued to uphold his end of the bargain. Um, but you, they're not, the, and he's done a good job defensively, but they're not the same team defensively. Um, when, when you, when you have Hardenstein as opposed to Mitch Robin there. So I'll be interested to see, um, if, if Robinson's on the floor, uh, at the end of the fourth quarter if this is a close game yeah mitch had a big steal i think in the last possession of that heat game if i remember correctly because yep. you know ran with the shot and they needed to get a stop and um unlike the new york game where hero got a wide open three and you're like oh my god in the corner randall closed out pretty well to make it somewhat contested uh mitch rob they didn't get a shot from the last play mitch robson didn't get a big steal so you're right how they finished with mitch who i agree i thought i really was disappointed in mitch i honestly on monday night because i i, I really like how he played against a uh, denver yeah. Um, and guarding Jokic, I thought it was a good bounce back. And like now, you got another premier match against another premier center, and I just he was just invisible. Like you know, Gobert's killing him on the backboard. Gobert, Gobert scored a bunch of points in that game. Like I don't know what Mitch was on. So that that was a little unfortunate. So we'll see um, if Hardenstein ends up closing this game. They also then have that game against the Magic, and I tell you what, like I don't really look forward to games against the Magic. Like, like I know maybe other teams in the NBA do or maybe fan bases do, but I just feel like every time the Magic play against the Knicks, they present problems. They're long, they're athletic. Uh, they're not necessarily the best offensive team, but they they can guard you up and they can defend. Uh, I don't expect that game to be uh, an easy game either. I know they just lost to the Lakers. Uh, uh, Austin Reeves had a career high thirty five points in that one, but the night before in uh, against the Clippers, they won. You know, and they've won a lot of these games. They beat the Heat uh, a couple of weeks before as well. So I, I do not sleep on the Orlando Magic, especially when they play against the Knicks. Typically, these are very competitive games as well. Do not sleep on the Orlando Magic. Um, and you, you know, you mentioned casual NBA fans think, ah, oh, it's a win. They're a rebuilding yeah. team. No, like you, you watch those games. You watch the the Magic play night tonight. They play hard. They play well. They don't have the results. They haven't been able to finish. You know, a lot of games they've blown. Um, you know, four point leads. Yeah. multiple possession leads late in games because they don't have a closer. Um, right. They play, you know, 20-year-old kids. Um, but you mentioned that Clippers game. Um, uh, the, the Lakers loss was the second night of a back-to-back in L.A. That first night, the Saturday game in L.A., um, uh, Markel Fultz, 28 points, six rebounds, four assists, four steals. He's playing the best basketball probably in his NBA career the last couple yeah. weeks. Wendell Carter went for 27 and 12 in that game. Uh, Franz Wagner, you know what he, you know, he's one of the most talented young uh, three fours in the NBA. He had yep. 20 and four. Um, you know, they got Cole Anthony, he had 18, eight and six off, uh, 18, eight and two off the bench. Um, they got dudes. Um, they 
play hard. They play the right way. That is, it's going to be the second night of a back-to-back um, uh, for the Knicks. Um, whereas the the Magic, uh, they uh, they have a night off. Um, yeah. they, they play tonight, and then they don't play again until Thursday. So they'll have a rest advantage in that game. Um, you know, so yes, by no means that is not a a duck walk by any stretch of the imagination um, for the Knicks. You know, they'll 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 walk in prepared. And the other thing the Knicks have going for them as they make their way down to South Florida is lots of New Yorkers in the stands yes. as we've seen this season and it'll only ramp up as the Knicks are, are, are playoff bound um, there will be a lot of orange and blue in the building in Miami and Orlando yeah that that last game at Amway Center in Orlando I had never seen anything like that before I mean I know we've seen these games with Knicks on Florida and a lot of fans but it, it that was a Knicks crowd they took over the Amway Center and I you know I get it it's you know Orlando having a tough season Maybe fans aren't getting knocked out as much. They're playing New Yorkers in Florida, so they made their way. But, I mean, that was like an 80% Knicks crowd, which was just stunning to kind of see. Uh, as, as you see a game down the stretch, you hear defense chants in the Amway Center. You hear you see Brunson get big buckets, and they're going crazy. And and so, yes, I, that, that will help them a great deal. They will have, uh, have a, a big presence, definitely in Miami. And, again, I, I think that you will have another really big presence in Orlando as well. So that, that always helps the Knicks when they head down south for these games. So should be fun, man. Uh, I wish I was down there. I know we got some decent weather coming to the new Northeast now, so so that that's good. But you know, I love when these teams uh, make these little trips to certain regions, like they went to LA for a back to back, and then how they do the Orlando Miami trip. I think these are fun for a lot of the fans who live in those areas or fans who want to take a vacation and go out to one of these these uh, towns. Have you ever done that, Tommy? Have you ever taken a trip out to any of these road trips? Things have done where they've gone to LA or Florida to see some of these games. I haven't. Um, I do try to get out to um, uh, my dad and I try to go to like the iconic venues. We've been to, uh, you know, Wrigley Field, Fenway. Yeah. Um, saw UNC Duke play um, at uh, at Krzyzewskiville, you know, like all oh, um, nice. Green Bay. I've been to Lambeau, well, went with my wife. Um, so kind of the the more iconic, if I'm going to plan a trip around a game, um, yeah. so it was, uh, went to, um, I'm a Lions fan, you know, I've been to Detroit. Yeah. And then that's I, I, we flew out on a Saturday, went to see Michigan play at the big house and then went to the Lions game the next day. Oh, so, nice. Um, trips like that, um, I, 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 you know, like I, I see enough of, of uh, a little bit uh, jaded. I've, I've seen a lot of NBA game so the, the other arenas yeah. and stuff I'll, if, if i'm gonna plan a trip around um a sporting event i'll try to do one of those type of deals gotcha yeah i, I did a couple years ago i think this was actually the right before the pandemic um i did the uh la trip so nicks had a back-to-back um clippers lakers that was a lot of fun what's funny is uh the la trip is nothing like the florida trip where it's all nick fans so the clipper game is interesting because like you have a, a fan base that is very apathetic. So, like, it was a lot of Nick fans. But also, even though, like, there were also just a lot of people that just weren't, like, really any fan. They just came out because, like, Clippers were playing and Nick's playing. So, it was a very comfortable crowd. It was very fun. So, I'm like, oh, cool. I'll go to this Laker game. It'll be exactly the same. It was not the same. <laughs> uh, it was Laker fans all over the place. I'm like, oh, where did the Nick fans go? They, they, we, got, uh, we got completely overshadowed. There were not many of us there. Very uncomfortable sitting there with my girlfriend, all these Laker fans. You know, the guy is telling me how much they couldn't stand Julius Randle when they when he was a Laker. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not liking him either. This is Julius Randle's first <laughs> year. And, and we lose the game, and I got these Laker fans. Yeah, yeah, cuz. Throwing me the L sign, throwing up all crazy signs. I'm like, oh, okay, let's get out of here. This is a little weird. Um, So, yeah, so it, it, those trips are, are fun. I like to, to take them. 
different environment if you head over out to LA for a Lakers Clippers game. Totally different vibe. Um, but uh, hopefully, Nick fans who head down to Florida for these two, know there'll be plenty of them going out there. They enjoy uh, Heat Knicks for Wednesday, uh, Magic Knicks Thursday. Oh, excuse me, yeah, Magic Knicks Thursday. 